Good morning or good afternoon here where we're recording now. Welcome back, Bounce Back Nation. This is your girl, Deanna J. Speaks, and I'm super excited to do our first podcast of 2023. So um, I'm really excited because I have an amazing guest with me today to talk about really just resilience in God. And so um, I'm just really excited um, because resilience continues to be a term that is used across a multitude of mediums and different social media posts, even various motivational speeches. But what I have found is that there is often not an intentionality around resilience for those that believe in God. It's usually self-help and resilience or someone who is a believer and they don't really get to realize that that's what they're operating in sometimes. And so I wanted to create space for that conversation today. And I found the perfect person to talk about it is my friend, Preslin Isaac. Can you say hello, Pres? Greetings, greetings, everyone. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I just want to give you guys a little bit of his bio because this is how awesome he is. He is a first-generation Haitian-American from Fort Pierce, Florida. My dad was from Florida. He has a background in addictions and mental health counseling. He is an ordained minister, currently working as staff chaplain in the Chicagoland area. He is a 2009 graduate of Valor Christian College in Columbus, Ohio, and he will be completing his master's in divinity. Did I get that right? Correct. Okay. Um, From Ashland Theological Seminary and will soon begin an MSW program. Um, Currently, he is a member of the Lake County NAACP in Illinois, and he's also a member of the American Counseling Association. All of this as a brain tumor survivor. So I feel like if anyone is able to share both about operating in what God has ordained for us and operating in resilience, as if they're separate, but for some reason, hopefully we can show that they're the same today, is Preslin Isaac. So I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me and uh, privileged to be your first guest of this year. Yes, look <laughs> at God. Yes, yes. Couldn't have, couldn't have asked for a better guest. Um, so usually we set the table. And so we start with really just laying out for the listeners really what we're talking about here. And so when we consider resilience, I was just curious if you could share your thoughts about how God factors into operating with it. How God uh, factors in uh, resilience. Yes. Wow. Um, you know, if we look at, you know, the story of faith, you know, uh, story of God, you know, in the Christian faith um, from Genesis to Revelation, it's nothing but stories <laughs> of resilience. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I think back. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you know, we look at, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, the people of Israel being led by Moses, you know, and all the obstacles from within and the obstacles, you know, coming mm. at them. That's true. That's a lot to overcome. <laughs> That's a good point. Indeed, indeed. And so, um, you know, just to kind of set that up right there. 
Yeah. So that kind of leads me into my next question. When we think about the Bible, we know the word itself isn't in the Bible, but I was just wondering if you had a favorite example or a go-to example that you would draw from to show someone operating in resilience in the Bible. Yeah. So, um, man, so, you know, resilience, you know, pretty much the capacity to withstand or recover quickly from difficulties. And, you know, the person, you know, the number one person that comes to mind after Christ, you know, is Joseph. Oh, okay. I was so curious to see who you were going to say, (laughs) because you know, my daughter and I, she's like, oh, I would have picked Job or I would pick da, 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 da. I'm like, you know, this is, this guy's the truth. He's a, a whole pastor out here. So I'm glad <laughs> to see, and you came with Joseph, which is one of my favorite characters. So can you share a little bit more about why Joseph demonstrates resilience? Um, well, you know, first of all, you know, if we look at Genesis, you know, 37, you know, which is where, you know, uh, you know, we begin to read, you know, concerning uh, Joseph started off with, you know, having a dream. Mm, a whole word. A whole word. <laughs> <laughs> Let me calm down. I'm ready. Amen. 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 And so, uh, yeah, so, so he has this dream, you know, and, uh, you know, he shares it, you know, with his brothers and, you know, jealousy, envy starts to come to play, you know, um, you know, his father, you know, you know, the Bible says that, you know, how, you know, he kept, you know, his dream in mind. And so um, just moving forward, you know, this, this dream of his, you know, brought struggles, you know, mm. along the way, you know, um, you know, yeah. this, this dream wasn't something um, easily acquired or easily uh, obtained. And so his, his, his route, his journey to having this dream come to realization, um, you know, was one of resilience, you know, mm. there was a lot of setbacks, you know, a- along the way. I mean, you know, first of all, his, you know, brothers tried to kill him, then they sold him. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, um, after being sold, and then, you know, being landed in uh, Potiphar's house. Hmm, who know? was Potiphar? And, and so, um, you know, and so uh, Potiphar was was pretty much his, uh, his uh, slave owner. Mm, and okay. so, but, 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 but even in the midst of being enslaved there, um, you know, he was still a person of character, and prospering and you know he was seen as someone who can be trusted and so he flourished (laughs) again a word (laughs) you know in Potiphar's house and then okay here's the other obstacle you know even while being in Potiphar's house his wife comes upon you know Joseph trying him you know I mean you know Joseph pretty much you know uh you know if we were to use a term modern day term you know Potiphar's wife is like oh you looking like a snack. I, you know, I'm trying to do something with <laughs> That is what she said. <laughs> okay. I love the modernization of it because that's what this said. Yeah. Yep. And yep. so, of course, you know, Joseph being that, uh, you know, individual of integrity, it's like, hey, look, um, I've been entrusted by your husband. Mm. Obviously, you know, she tried to come upon him, got away from him. But of, co- but of course, his... Um, his a piece of his clothes was left behind. She went back and told Potiphar you know so now he's you know uh you know got sold again now he's in a prison mm, my god 
you know he's he, he he's in he's in uh, uh he's in pharaoh's prison and so while he's down there he is with uh two on he's with two other individuals there he is with a baker yeah. i think it's a chef if i'm not mistaken and so while he is down there um again just looking from where he started from and the different um phases uh he found himself in and so um these two individuals end up having dreams mm. and um joseph was the one who was able to interpret you know these dreams mm -hmm. and you know um each of those dreams came you know uh came to pass where one of them was you know put back at the you know side of pharaoh and the other one was um unfortunately killed yeah and so now you know pharaoh he is um he's faced he's faced with a dilemma where now he's having dreams and he doesn't understand these dreams hmm. he's getting all these soothsayers these you know witches to try to interpret his dream nothing and so that's when um uh the, the individual who was restored he was like hey you know what you know when i was locked up you know there was this you know young fella in there and i had a dream and this is what happened and this is what happened and it all came to fruition and so pharaoh's like hey let's go get him <laughs> <laughs> for sure let's go get him you know joseph is summoned he prepares himself you know for the opportunity to be you know uh presented before pharaoh yeah. you know but um joseph he, you know he makes it known to pharaoh's like hey i'm not the one who interprets dreams you know, it's my God, you know, yes. the God of my people who, who uh, interprets dreams. Again, humility. Yes, come on. Humility, I love to hear it. Um, and uh, integrity. And um, he also provides Pharaoh, you know, a, a, a game plan, per se, as far as like how to tackle these, you know, uh, seven years of famine, you know, seven years of, you know, productivity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um everything happens then you know the famine comes but you know everyone in the famine famine is able to be stabilized due to his plan now of course there was those who are in egypt but but then again there are those who are from afar out coming you know to get their resources so they can have something to eat and live off of and his family his brothers who sold him into slavery who tried to kill him ends up coming to Egypt again, the irony you know again you know thinking that okay you know you know this cat is long gone and you know of course his brothers had devised the plan um years back bringing his um his coat of many colors to his uh to his father and showing up hey there's blood there he's been you know he's been yeah. devoured and killed so yeah. <laughs> it's in everyone's mind you know at least his dad's mind Mm -hmm. that my, my my son is no longer so uh moving back fast forward um joseph sees his brother <laughs> and <laughs> no know? instantly like y'all really just gonna walk up in here <laughs> like y'all ain't just sold me okay i got something for you indeed <laughs> indeed yeah and so um you know just like a you know a normal you know human you know he has all these different type of emotions <laughs> yes come on because that's part of it too i think sometimes when we operate in resilience people feel like if they're feeling some type of way that they're succumbing to the battle mm -hmm. and i think that part of resilience is feeling them feelings 
and still going forward anyway. But I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. And so, um, you know, Joseph, he comes, you know, up with this, you know, device planned, you know, kind of set them back up. You know, um, he tells them to, hey, you know, you know, like your old man, you know, is he still alive? And, you know, yeah, he's still alive and sense for the son and sense for his um, younger brother as well. Mm. And so now he's seeing, you know, uh, you know, um, all of his family. And I think even before that, I, I think I kind of fast forward a bit. So, you know, he already had let them know uh, Genesis 45 that, you know, I am Joseph, your brother, who mm. you sold into slavery. And so, yeah. Jaws dropped <laughs> <laughs> easily. Faces hit the floor. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, yeah, and so it's like, okay, you know, we got what we have coming. So, okay, he's with Pharaoh now. Oh you know, Pharaoh, yeah, you know, Pharaoh is like it, and so it's like, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, we pretty much, you know, you know, are uh, um are in doomsday, mm-hmm. and so um, uh, of course, just moving forward, um. Joseph, you know, has compassion in his heart. Really, it was a whole God thing. Mm. You know, it was a God thing. Um, you know, scripture says that in, uh, I think it's in chapter 50. He says that, uh, and God sent me before you to preserve uh, a, a posterity, which means remnant for you on the earth <sighs> and um, to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And um, it has made me a father um, to, to all of the land, you know, and mm. the house and a ruler throughout the whole land of Egypt. Um, wow, the flex. The flex, big time. <laughs> you know, and so Genesis 15, 50 and 20, you know, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good and order yes. to bring it about it as this day uh, to save many people alive including those who tried to kill him right i think that's something in and of itself that you know i feel like at least from my experience watching things happen it's like i wouldn't even have considered that to be the hand of god but like looking back it's easy to say obviously hindsight is 2020 it's like yo god was in that god was over that God allowed that. And I think that him just being able to stand there is a testament to resilience. I don't know. What would you say? Um, I believe that there are God-ordained struggles. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, somebody says somewhere like, no, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that that's biblical. So for those people, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and I think, you know, I think I seen somewhere the acronym when we know what sin is, but, you know, the acronym for sin in this context is, you know, self-inflicted nonsense. And so, you know, <laughs> you know I find you that know, accurate. There are those struggles, you know, where we put ourselves into and then, you know, even in those situations, um, still needing to have, you know, resilience, you know, to come out of that situation you know of course you know not by our own might and power but you yes know, you know by the power of the spirit of god yeah yeah so moving from the bible to your own personal life would you say that you drew upon god's word 
as you were operating in resilience? Because everything that we listed out, you did all of that with a brain tumor. That sounds like resilience to me. You know what I'm saying? So can you share a little bit about that? Oh, man. 13 years old, uh, 24 years ago. um, (laughs) Man, I just remembered, you know, this is back home in uh, Florida in the living room. Then all of a sudden I just see myself going all over the place and you know i'm having triple vision and i'm like what's going on i'm I'm crashing into stuff and and next thing you know i'm like i guess i'm knocked out because when i wake up again the next time uh i'm in a hospital (laughs) my goodness I'm, i'm in a hospital having been uh you know flown um hour away to west palm beach florida and wow. MRI, that's where they found out I had the brain tumor. So, so, so with me crashing every, that was a seizure. Okay. You know, so, so that was a seizure. My mom, she was in Haiti at the time, uh, attending my cousin's, uh, funeral, uh, her niece who had died Lord. and, uh, her, excuse me, nephew who had died. And so, uh, my sister's godfather called, Hey, this is what's going on. Flew back the next day to, uh, West Palm beach, um, just so she can give the surgeons, permission mm. you know to yeah. go, go ahead and operate again I, I, I'm so young and you know I guess you know they had to be tender with what they share with me you know okay. they didn't say hey this is what's going on I just remember hearing hey we're gonna put this thing on your face you're gonna fall asleep within two minutes and then four minutes later you're gonna wake up again <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah you know, you, of course, when you get knocked out under anesthesia, you don't know yes. how, how long you're under. So, but when I wake up, I'm like, man, what in the world is going on? You know, my head feels funny and I'm oh. moving back and I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my God, what's going on? And like, what's going on with the back of my head? And I, yeah. I felt like metal, you know, sharps and found out it was staples. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And so this is how I found out about that. But, um, you know, you know, the brain is the, is the most delicate organ, you know, tissue, you know, of course me being a hospital chaplain, you know, you know, uh, worked in it, worked in a heart surgery unit as, as well as neuro ICU, but you see people who have, you know, a replaced knee, you know, they can get a heart surgery, you know, yeah. those, you know, transplant donation, kidney, all these things, but a brain, you can't get a new brain. Right. Ooh, and you so, sure can't. And so, you know, I pretty much dealt with everything that comes with having a TBI, um, uh, pretty much had to learn to walk all over again, mm, um, dealt God. with um, partial amnesia, you know, there was cognitive delay, there was motor skill delay. And, uh, you know, just pretty much had a hard time in school, played on a basketball team. And I actually talked to my high school coach a couple of years back. I'm like, well, why did you have me on the team? And I really <laughs> wasn't all that, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah. What did he say? I, I, I guess, what did he say? He said that, uh, you know, um, you know, I was just always faithful, always showed up, even if I wasn't the best. I mean, I was tall, you know, yeah. so, you know, you know, that kind of had something to do with it. Yeah. But, um, man, I dealt with, the, again, you know, there's a story where my mother gave me, it might've been over $500. And um, this is after the surgery. Mm-hmm. And she said that, hey, I'm going to come back and get it from you, put it someplace. She came back maybe... Within an hour, hey, let me have that money. I couldn't remember where I put that money to save. 
no, my life. That's a lot of money. So, and, and it might've been rent or, you know, maybe owed yeah. someone money to give to them. I don't know, but maybe months later, I'm, I'm in the middle of playing with something and it's like a light bulb just came up. That's oh. where I put the money. No. Right. Exactly to that place. And wow. uh, that's about where I put it. There it was. I'm like, Hey mom, here it is. And she just broke down in tears because she knew that, Hey, okay, you know, something's oh. going on here and tried yeah. to put me on social security for some reason, what wasn't able to qualify mm. you know, for it. But, you know, I definitely say that, you know, again, uh, that was a God thing, you yeah. know, yeah, <laughs> that was a sure. God thing. Uh, man, school was hard. The math, um, so much more. And obviously, you know, people calling you retarded, dumb slow. did they really oh big time <laughs> get the freak out of here did they know you had surgery yeah you know especially um you know even going into you know again this is this was in the seventh grade and so people who knew me from that time going into high school and but of course you know teenagers you know there's no real oh, yeah there's empathy jerks. empathy you yeah. know it's just yeah. you know especially in our young you know cracking up jokes yeah <laughs> you know that just seems so harsh though <laughs> like dumb retarded sir <laughs> really oh my goodness okay but yeah but yeah so um you know but to god uh you know be the glory i can remember enduring headaches and migraines for so many years i was put on medication to prevent uh you know uh, future seizures you know carbon mm. or uh tegretol okay and so it was a doctor who said that hey you haven't had another seizure since your initial one i think it might have been four years after or okay. so and uh he was like stop taking it because you know th there are side effects that come along with you okay. know taking even though it's something to prevent you know there's always side effects so just kind of I love that though because doctors know, don't say that nowadays correct correct <laughs> and so just you know and, and and again this is all even before I became you know a believer in Christ you know mm. so, I mean I just grew up in church and you know, just because you grow up in church, you know, that's not your confession. You right. Know? Yes. Yes. Very true. Yeah, that's not your confession. And so, uh, but yeah, but, but, but it was after I got saved, that's when I, you know, realized I'm like, like, wow, you've been there for me all this time. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> when you think about it like that, that is powerful in and of itself. Like a friend of mine shared a post and it said that we need to rejoice just as hard over the times that God kept us, mm -hmm. and I'm paraphrasing, over the deliverance, over the car and stuff. And I felt like I just felt that I just really just had me a moment because if you've ever been kept, mm. <laughs> my God, <then> you know, <laughs> you know, even sitting in your right now is because he kept you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even to operate in resilience is like, you were able to operate in resilience in, in as much as you could in your own power because God kept you or oh, yeah. stayed the hand of the enemy or, you know what I mean? It mm -hmm. knew you with power. Just all of that whole stuff. So it's like, when I hear you talk and I know, cause I, I'm kind of sitting here marveling, listening to you talk about the things you've overcome. And I've heard you say it before, mm -hmm. but I, it's, it's like juxtaposed in my mind to where it's also like the step dancer, or, you know, the praise and worship dancer or mm -hmm. like, you know, the, in the frat. I'm like, you really, it really shows how far you had to come 
to learn how to walk again, you went from that mm-hmm. to standing, stepping as a, you know, when you were in your fraternity. And it's like, did you, re- when did you realize, when were you able to look back and say, like, yo, I really endured all of this? Like, at um, what point would you man. say? Maybe the last two years. Okay. Um, just looking uh, and, um, there's the last two years and then there's just moving forward you know especially when I'm Mm. doing this work as a hospital chaplain Mm. you know yeah and there's 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 bringing in my lived experience experiences it's like okay um yeah I've had a brain tumor as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and so you know we still have purpose we still have value you know, yes, we, do we do overcome and, you know, and of course, you know, you know, there's at times where I do some self-disclosure and I share those things, you know, mm-hmm. other times I don't, you know, while again, I had this tumor, thank God, um, it was benign and not cancerous. Amen. You know, you know, yes. but at the same time, I know people that have had cancerous brain tumors and they've lived on and overcome and, you know, praise God for that. But, <clears throat> You know, let's even go back further, you know, being molested at a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, there was that there's that situation. There's witnessing my mother. Um, September 17, 1989, my mother always used to testify and give that date. So it's like it's ingrained it's stuck, in me, yeah. you know, witnessing her being shot five months pregnant with my little sister at the time. Ooh, you know, me saying shut up pick me up, toss me up against the wall, shoots at me, gun graze under my arm, mm. you know, so many times I should have been, you know, taken out. I've been in, you know, car accidents. Um, my God. Good Lord. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, I think about Ohio in the winter, deer, yeah, you know, three different deer incidents. <laughs> three? Where were you yeah. driving? Was this near the Bible College? My God! Uh, one of them was near on that. Uh, what, what's the name of that road? Is it Canal Right Road? Oh going, yeah, going back to where the original Bible uh, College campus was at. Um, there was coming from Athens, OU. You know, from a party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> And the other one was while going to a revival conference in Middletown, Ohio. And wow. um, I, I remember the Holy Spirit told me afterwards how, you know, the car accident was supposed to, you know, end up in a different outcome, but the Lord Ooh. intervened. Come on. <laughs> and so, um, and so I still have the, you know, I'll just go back you know, on those. And of course, 2017 was the most major, one of the last major things, um, dislocated shoulder, broken arm, you know, left humerus, 11 screws and a metal plate. Oh my God. You know, there's experiencing the many deaths in my family, friends, you know, um, you know, had a frat brother who committed suicide, a young man from back home. I used to be his Sunday school teacher, had cancer, died. And so, just wanted to give up the faith and yeah, so much more, but the Lord always ministered to me. And so when this arm situation happened, you know, it's like, like, why, why, <laughs> you know, yeah, and at then that I had point. this thought of like, man, like, 
you know, it would be better for me to not be here. And it's like, I've mm. never, ever thought that way before. And just having that thought alone put me in a depression because this is not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And so this is really coming to grips of, man, depending and leaning on, you know, my heavenly father who says that he's going to be with me. And so, mm. and so I think I end up changing that to why to what do you want me to get out of this situation Mm, come on now that's something in and of itself that's something in and of itself that I find just even coming through the things that I've come through is really being able to reframe stuff can help you really operate resilience and you stepping back and saying God what do you want me to get out of this what what am I what am I supposed to be doing I think that that's I think that's powerful. And that makes me wonder too, like, so when you're in that, in that mode, when you're like discouraged or you just life is life in and you're feeling like you need strength and like your, your bounce back game is getting weak. What do you listen to? What do you read? Is there a favorite scripture? Is there a speaker? Can you share with us what you pull on? Man. Um, you know, first of all, I love to laugh. Comedy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> comedy, you know, and of course you I and know. I, you and I, we go back, we're <laughs> always sending you, you know, funny stuff on, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, Facebook messenger and, um, man, you know, uh, you know, the Bible says that, uh, you know, laughter goes, does good like medicine. Yes, it does. You know, and so, you know, there's that aspect on it. There is, you know, leaning on to accountability group um, here in the Chicagoland area and, you know, kind of go, you know, guys that are in other states were called men that pray. Mm. And so kind of started off in the, um, you know, the thick or the infancy stages of COVID where every day we met on Zoom 6 a.m. Ooh, what is it with that 6 a.m prayer <laughs> oh the diligence i love yeah, it and so just praying just talking about man you know money's not coming in i was let go cats going through divorce cats having kids coming into the world and not Ooh. having that provision you yeah. know that you Ooh. know that they need going through the whole racial unrest during that time of covid in chicago Oh, man. I, I mean, just a lot of stuff was happening in there. Yeah. Um, you know, um, going to my safe space, of course, there's the word of God. Um, mm. Eric Thomas, top motivational speaker in the world, always mm. listening to his, um, you know, his his words and all. And um, man, man, I just think about, you know, my mother's struggle, you know, uh, immigrant woman and living in these states and the mm. lack of English working busting her behind off yes we love and it. you know um books you know um A.W. Tozer's um you know the crucified life mm. you know there's another uh books here mind sight the new science of personal transformation by Dr. Daniel Siegel soul mm. fest and invitation to the christian spiritual life by marjorie thompson there is uh what is this here the evangelical uh, guide to spiritual warfare by charles h craft being mortal by atul uh gawande and that's you know centered around um hospice okay um healing is a choice by stephen um adderbon oh and it is there's uh you know the mamba mentality you know 
Oh, Eli- uh, my son, William, I said Elias. He just yeah. got that book for Christmas. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. There's, there's The Power of Suffering by John MacArthur. Wow. Um, any of Dr. Henry uh, Cloud books. Um, Dr. Terry Warder, who is one of my seminary uh, professor, he has a book called um, Healing uh, Prayer, Healing Choice, and another one called Identity Matters, and there is Grace for the Afflicted, a Mm. Clinical and Biblical Perspective on Mental Illnesses by Matthew uh, Stanford, and um, I cannot forget to mention Life After Detour by someone who you Stop know. It. <laughs> <laughs> I am humbled, so humbled that you even mentioned my book amongst that catalog. You was coming with some heat. I'm sitting there like, oh, I haven't read that. Oh, I haven't read that. Oh, I haven't read that. But, you know, but of course, you know, um, you know, there's yesterday was January 1st. It's not only, um, you know, New Year, uh, but it's also Haiti's Independence day and so the struggle you know of a people you know overcoming you know napoleon it's like man i come from resilient lineage yeah come on and talk about it (laughs) you know (laughs) haiti haiti was not going okay (laughs) listen we've had enough not at all it ends here (laughs) yep you know so 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 while slavery was going on here in the united states and you know, and, you know, and, um, you know, other parts, you know, you know, the U.S. was looking, it was like, man, you know, if these slaves were to come over here and yeah, it's, going yeah, down. It's, it's, it's going down, but, you know, um, lift every voice and sing, you know, yes. you know, that's, you know, that's a powerful one I'm looking at, or it says, you know, we have come over a way that with the tears have been water, we have come treading a path through the blood of the starter out of the gloomy past to mm. now we stand at last where the white gleam of our bright star is cast and yes uh, i love it and uh, i think the last one here and i actually have it um at work or anywhere where i'm at there's a you know poem that you learn um you know when you're you know you know joining a fraternity or sorority don't quit you know, when mm. things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile, but you have to sigh, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is a queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learn, and many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give mm. up, though the pace seems slow, you may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Um, Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup and he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out the silver tint of the clouds of doubt and you can never tell how close you are. Mm. It may be near when it seems so far. So mm. stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worse that you mustn't quit. Ooh, I would need you to send that to me. Do. <laughs> I love it. I feel, I feel a speech coming when you was, where you were saying that. Um, so just, is there anything that you can leave my listeners with? If there was one thing that you were like, look, 
no matter what and i mean i almost felt like the poem could be it but mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a scripture is there a word of encouragement that you can share just to help my listeners stay motivated if they find themselves beginning of the year you know everyone or a lot of people <clears throat> have those new goals and they might be reminded of goals they say last year that they didn't necessarily accomplish and so i just want you to leave them with um something to help them stay motivated as they work toward their goals um man just to remember that you know obstacles are going to come obstacles we can't prevent them to come you know jesus said that we know we will face trials and tribulations we can't pray it away Mm, we can't fast it away (laughs) we can't (laughs) shout you know speaking tongues it away you know but trust him yes trust him trust him and and then you know just the you know scripture verse to leave with you know uh james 1 2 and 4 you know my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials you know the Mm. verse say temptations knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience which is resilience but let you know patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and lack nothing yes and lack nothing oh that's it and i hope that you know if you're listening to this that that's something that stays with you that god has equipped you he has equipped you to go through the battle he has equipped you to go through the fight and like the poem said don't quit that is what resilience is it's really making a decision that is settled in your spirit that you are not going to quit and so i hope that you are encouraged and empowered by listening to prayer share um just a little bit from his story today and um what he uses to get him through so prez i just want to thank you for taking some time and working to get here with me today i really really appreciate it and as always bounce back nation um you guys are you guys are equipped to do more than you think you are. And so I just pray that you keep going and that you are encouraged. And I love to hear from you. So as always, hit me up. Do you mind sharing your social media? Because uh, I know you're a chaplain and a pastor, if you're open to that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing right now is, you know, just my Facebook. Uh, okay. You know, I'm definitely going to, you know, Preslin Isaac, you know, um, I, I did deactivate a close past accounts and so there's scammers out there and so uh <laughs> that's true i forgot about that <laughs> you know my and yeah. so I, I will be creating a you know new instagram and uh just things i want to do in the future pertaining you know pertaining you know resilience from a you know biblical standpoint and you know just being in the whole addictions mental health mm-hmm. field. so be on the lookout for that maybe there's a future you know podcast where i can be able to you know share uh you know tangible things concerning that yeah well we'll definitely cover you in that um all right you guys we're out um we'll see you on the next show as always operate resilience i'll see you soon